podcasts in two weeks. I think that's a bit of a record. I'm feeling quite proud of myself, actually. Um, Last week's podcast, I think a lot of you enjoyed it. It was where I spoke a lot about the shops, high street shops, where to go, what are the good things about them, and what are the bad things about them. Um, This week's podcast is taking on a bit of a different theme um, because I've been doing a lot of research into this recently. Um, Firstly, because this is something that I feel quite a lot. And secondly, I think it's something that really needs talking about. Um, And if there's one person that talks honestly about things, it's me. So today's topic is all about social media. And particularly, I'd like to talk about Instagram. Now, I have always loved social media. When I was at sixth form, I think the very first form of social media that was out then was, um, it it was a website called Xpage. And I don't even know if any of you have even heard of this, but me and my geeky friends back then, um, (laughs) you could create your own website and you could comment on each other's things. You could change the background. You could put photos on there and stuff. And it was really good fun. And so I've always been very interactive on the internet, I guess. Um, I'm a bit ashamed to say it, but I did used to love a chat room as well when they first came out, much to my parents' horror. Uh, But that was short-lived once I uh, made some friends at sixth form, which helped. (laughs) So the next, like the biggest social media thing that I think, um, you know, I really enjoyed, and I wish it was still around now because I think it was so lovely, was MySpace. Did many of you have MySpace? I loved MySpace because it was, you could put like a theme song on there, you could have like a a photo collage, you could have people commenting. It was so lovely and it was quite safe. You know, you could, you could, um, it was, it was somewhere that you could go and, you know, see your friends' photos, a little bit like a very, very early version of Facebook, but I found it a lot more fun and you could still be private on there if you wanted to. Um, But yeah, it was brilliant. So MySpace was kind of the first social media platform that I really enjoyed. And then one day one of my friends said to me, oh, no one's on MySpace anymore. Everyone's on Facebook. Come and join Facebook. And when I first looked at Facebook, I thought, oh, that looks a bit boring. It's just, you know, I didn't really understand it. And lo and behold, I soon got hooked, as I do. And I was on Facebook a lot because... I firstly I I quite like socializing that way because <laughs> I am a bit of an introvert. Um I I quite like chatting on that kind of that kind of platform, you know, it gives me a chance to dip in and out a little bit. And um Facebook was great for that and I also had a job at the time where I was in the office on my own all day. So it was me and my manager, and my manager used to go out for meetings. So once I'd done my work in the office, because I was obviously very efficient, I would sit and I'd go on Facebook. And I was on there a lot. You know, my friends used to say to me, God, you know, don't you do anything all day? Um, so Facebook, I've always had a big love for it, which has been a good thing for my business, because I think, you know, when a lot of people start up their own businesses and a lot of them need social media training, Facebook training, Luckily, because I was a massive social media addict, I already had quite a few tools on my uh, on my belt. 
Now, Facebook has good and bad points. For somebody like me with a business, Facebook was really the making of my business because the beauty of Facebook is that somebody likes something and then it comes up on someone else's page. So if someone had given me a review on Facebook or put on their Facebook saying, I've had an amazing time tonight, you know, great style party, their friends would see it and then they would book. So Facebook from a business point of view is amazing. It's a really great way of growing your business. Um, it's a great way to target different you know, different people that you're trying to attract. You can do Facebook advertising. So from a business point of view, I think Facebook is fab and I think Facebook is definitely my favorite social media platform still to this day. And Facebook has actually been seen as, as quite a positive social media platform because it's a way of connecting people who would otherwise feel isolated. And it's also quite a good way of keeping up with people's day-to-day -day lives because me and my friends, particularly once we all had children, it's so hard to meet up with each other because we've all kind of moved to different places. You know, one of my friends lives in Croydon, um, the other one lives in Purley, I'm in East Grinstead, so we're, we're kind of dotted around all over the place. Our children are all of different ages and it's a nightmare trying to get us together. So to see each other's kind of day-to-day -day stuff on Facebook, you know, what their kids are doing, photos of their kids on well, book day, funny things about their weekend. It gives you a chance to feel like you're a part of your friends' lives when it's really hard to catch up with people these days. So it means that actually you can stay connected to your friends um, and I think you're less likely to drift apart. I think the negative sides of Facebook can be that almost as almost the same as the benefits because you end up being linked to people that maybe it is best that you lost touch with, people from school, people that you might not still want to be linked to, people that from your past you'd actually rather leave that in the past. And by having them as a friend on Facebook, you're kind of keeping that link there. So I think it's quite a good idea to keep, you know, keep monitoring your friends list, make sure there's people on there who firstly you feel connected with and also people that I feel interact with my content because I think there's a lot of people who you know they'll say to me oh you're always on Facebook or I saw you're doing this on Facebook and I think oh but you never I would never even know that you were on Facebook because you never like any of my things and you never you never comment on any of my things so to me I think if you're going to be a Facebook friend of someone you need to engage in their lives if you're looking at their content because um, I think it's just quite respectful really you know, if you're letting someone into your life and your photos and everything, you should be engaging with that person, even if it's just the odd like every now and then. So it's important to make sure that those connections that you have on your Facebook friend list are genuine ones that you want and um, that they're not making you feel negative or worried. I think the, the other and probably the main downside of Facebook is you really do see a heavily filtered view of everybody's lives. So unless you're one of those people that's on there all the time going, so-and-so is feeling sad, and then everyone says, oh no, why, what's happened? Then they go, I'll PM you, hun. You think, why put it on there? <laughs> um, but generally, most people share the good stuff on their Facebook feed. You know, you don't, I make a point that I never ever say anything about my husband on Facebook. 
that's that's ma- massively down to my respect for my husband because he's not a massive social media goer. I mean, he's got a Facebook account, but he doesn't use it really. Occasionally, he'll have a look, but we, me and him are chalk and cheese. He finds social media quite boring, so. I make a point that I never say anything bad about him on my Facebook account because I think that's just respectful and also I respect him as a person. So if we've ever if we've ever had a tiff, that kind of thing never goes on Facebook. Usually my statuses are laughing at myself or something that I've done or something that my child's done. Um, but there are certain people on Facebook, maybe on your feed, that you only ever see the good things, you know. Um, they might have amazing tickets at the O2 for something and it might be a concert that you really wanted to see or you might not have been able to have been able to afford tickets to see it um, it might be Valentine's Day and your husband hasn't given you a card or your you know you you might be single you might have broken up with your boyfriend and then you've got that friend on there saying oh I've had flowers this morning I've got the best husband in the world thank you so much Mark you're amazing and unfortunately when you sometimes with Facebook you can really see things at the worst time and I think that also can happen for things like when you're trying for a baby I remember we tried for a baby for a long time and it felt like everything on my newsfeed was ultrasound scan photos and it was like oh my god you know I'm literally the only person in the world that isn't getting pregnant and it was just, I remember that feeling of scrolling down my newsfeed and that kind of, you know, sort of black and white image of the ultrasound would come up and it would make me feel physically sick. And it's like whatever you're feeling, whether you've had a bad night's sleep and your child isn't sleeping well, you'll see that one friend on Facebook that's saying, oh, I had to wake up my child at 8am this morning. I just love a lion. Um so but just also take it with a pinch of salt because they're not saying the bad stuff they might not have said that um for the last month the child's been waking up at 5 a.m or the person whose husband has given them flowers on valentine's day they might have had a row the day before so i think facebook the bad side of it is that you really do see these filtered lives of people and it's very easy on a whim to think oh everyone's got such an amazing life and I've got a crap life and I've you know I'm not in control and my kids are feral and my kids only eat baked beans on toast whereas Martha over there is she's cooking a chia seed curry with coconut milk on the side (laughs) that sounds disgusting um but you get my point anyway just take it with a pinch of salt um and give it a like give it a comment you know we need positivity out there um the more we feel these negative things the worse it is for us so you see it like it and just let it go now the social media platform that really bothers me is instagram and that's really the main theme of today's podcast instagram has been bothering me for a little while now and i've done a bit of research into this just so i can hit you with a few facts along the way Now, Instagram is something that I think is growing. It's grown much more, I think, even in the last year than ever before. I mean, it's been around for quite a while now, Instagram. And it's the kind of thing that if you're not really used to it, when you join it, you start thinking, oh, what's the point of this? You know, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's one of those social media platforms that you can get very easily hooked on. 
and Instagram is statistically the most damaging damaging social media platform out there. That is a fact. It's the most damaging, particularly to young adults. So I think that's really valid and that's why I really want to talk about it today. So I am very fussy about what I have on my Instagram feed and I actually follow very few celebrities on Instagram. I think there's only, trying to think how many celebrities I actually follow. I think it might only be two. One of them is Millie Bobby Brown, which is the girl from Stranger Things, just because I love her style, I love her hair, love everything about her. Um, she's quite unpretentious, which I like. I follow her and I follow Caroline Flack for the same reason. I love her style and she is very, she's very real. You know, I don't feel like things with her are particularly filtered. She's got a good sense of humour. But the reason that I follow very few celebrities is because I'm very aware of how that can make me feel. So celebrities more than anyone are going to be massively filtered and they're not going to be putting on the day-to-day stuff about themselves. So celebrities, I also don't find them particularly interesting, to be perfectly honest. They might look nice. I love the way Holly Willoughby dresses, for example. But to me, I love reading about interesting people. I love looking at real raw photos of somebody's day. So to me, a celebrity, I don't, I don't find celebrities particularly interesting. So funny enough, on my news feed, usually on Instagram, is a lot of my clients or just people that I found on Instagram who I find quite engaging, quite inspirational. Um, I follow very few fashion bloggers as well because I think they can have the same effects that a celebrity can have. So I always say, if you have an Instagram account, treat it like a magazine. What do you want to see in your magazine that day? Do you want to be bombarded of someone looking amazing in a bikini, probably filtered, or do you want to see something that's going to make you laugh? So if you have an Instagram account and you find that it's making you feel inferior, you're comparing yourself, you're feeling a bit rubbish every time you open it, have a little filter through and maybe try and pinpoint what it is that's making you feel rubbish. You know, is it the blogger that's talking about clean eating and showing her breakfast every day with smashed avocado and poached eggs that's making you feel rubbish because at the moment you're not finding it particularly healthy, sorry, you're not finding it particularly easy to eat healthily. Try and be aware is what I'd say, be very mindful of what is making you feel rubbish. It's very easy to do. You just need to step back a bit and just make a note of how you feel when you rest on each image. Does it give you an icky feeling? Does it make your heart race for the wrong reason? Does it make you feel angry? What you should feel is happy, something that makes you laugh, something that makes you feel inspired. Just make a note of anything that makes you feel a bit icky and give it an unfollow. The danger with Instagram as well that is that a lot of us are being sold to and we're being sold to without necessarily realising it. So Instagram has a huge, huge amount of bloggers, I think is the only way, no, that's not the right word, influencers is what they're called. Now, an influencer will have thousands of followers 
And an influencer is usually invited to press days. They are invited to promote various products. Um, you'll usually see them all at the same event. So on that particular day, you'll notice that they're all at, I don't know, the next press day or some boutique, they'll all be there. And an influencer is used by brands because that's what they do. They influence people. People buy stuff because they feature it. You know, they may photograph it in a really pretty way. They may look amazing when they wear it. So a lot of brands will send free stuff to these influencers. And it's a serious game. Influencers can make lots of money out of doing this. And why not? You know, if you have the opportunity to do it, then go for it. But the trouble is along the way is that I think, firstly, it makes people feel rubbish again, because all they're seeing is someone that is receiving these amazing things in the post and they're trying them on and they look amazing in it. And they're going to these press days and they look fab and they've got all these fellow mummy influencer friends and that can actually make you feel a little bit cut off but also they are sent stuff to feature it so for example I don't know let's use an example say Bobby Brown messaged me <laughs> if only Bobby Brown messaged me and said hi Susie we've got a new foundation coming out and we'd love you to try it and promote it to your followers so what I would do, once it came in the post, I'd maybe put an Instagram story up of me opening this exciting box and saying, oh wow, look, this Bobby Brown you know, foundation's come in the post. Followed by maybe a few days later, a photo of me with my amazing Bobby Brown foundation. Now, for the influencer, that's amazing. I mean, that's what women dream of, isn't it? To receive free cosmetics, free makeup, free clothes in the post. But they are then promoting that. It might not actually be that good. They might think it's okay, or you know, it's okay for my skin, or I love it, but I wouldn't pay the money for it. But because they are reaching thousands of women, followers, that's what they are, people that are following them, a lot of these followers will then go and buy it because they are promoting it. Now, this is where I think it's a bit wrong because I think you should be very, very real about what you're promoting. This is something that I really, really try to do myself. I will only recommend a product if I've personally tried it and I love it. I have been sent stuff that I think is okay and I don't feature it. Um, I mean, I don't get sent stuff from Bobby Brown, but. I have, you know, I have been sent a few things and I try them and they're okay, but I probably wouldn't buy it again. And I certainly wouldn't want my clients or my social media followers to use their precious money to go and buy it. So I think Instagram can be quite bad from that point of view because you get people that are promoting things that may not necessarily be that good, like a 75 pound t-shirt that yes, it looks amazing on that influencer, but would you pay 75 pounds for a t-shirt? Probably not. I think Instagram is quite brutal as well because it's very much on a like basis. You know, you can really see below each post how many likes you've had. All you have to do to like it is double tap and you get a little red heart at the bottom, which means that you've got a like. Um, now you can have, that there are influence, influencers on there who will get, I don't know, 300 likes on a post 
and then a few days later they might get I don't know 150 likes and then they'll be like oh no is my content really boring what what am I doing wrong and they, they actually post that and you think no there's nothing wrong with it and 150 people liking your post is still a lot of people um, but it feeds into that no matter how popular that person is if they've had 10,000 likes on one post and the next day they get 5,000 to you and I 5,000 posts 5,000 likes would be amazing but to them that feeds into their insecurities and unfortunately that's what Instagram does it's also very noticeable on Instagram with your how many people are following you and the numbers that go up and down and up and down and that really feeds into people that have got low self-esteem or generally people altogether. you know I've I've sometimes had six or seven new likes in one day and I'll go on there going yay I've got so and so followers the following day I'll have lost eight and you think oh well, that's weird a lot of it does come down to fake accounts that there's a lot of game playing that goes on on Instagram where people like you so that you like them back and then they unfollow you and it's it it's a bit annoying really but again take it for what it is it's not personal um, but unfortunately it is very noticeable when you have lost followers whereas on Facebook if you're not getting likes from people it's not as obvious so you can see like I, I've noticed that even a couple of um, close friends unfollowed me on Instagram recently and you do feel a bit like oh it's really it's it is quite hurtful because you you do sit there and you think what is it what which post was it that <laughs> which post was it that broke the camel's back you know and this is where I think Instagram is dangerous and I have to give myself a slap in the face and I think you know what maybe it's just not for them do you know what maybe they were having a crap day and or you know they've seen me go and do loads of shopping or they might just not be interested in my content my Instagram is mainly a business page so they might just it might just be driving them mad who knows but you could drive yourself crazy analysing it, drive yourself crazy thinking it's personal. And I think just take a step back from it. If you feel like it's having a bad effect on you, take a step back with it, see it for what it is. And there's a great quote from Brene Brown, who is one of my, oh, I love her. I'd recommend reading any of her books, honestly, you'd love them. And she says the closer you get to someone the harder it is to hate them and it's true because with Instagram it's very filtered whereas if I met my friend say one of them that's unfollowed me on Instagram if I met her for a coffee or bumped into her in the street it would be the most amazing connection and you'd say oh let's go for a coffee we must meet up soon let's do this let's do that and you instantly feel connected again and that's why I love doing Facebook Lives, it's why I love doing videos, because I think it's really important that you see me as me, and that you're not constantly seeing photos of filtered images, because then you just feel more and more disconnected. And I find it really interesting that of all the social media platforms, YouTube came out as being the best social media platform for health and well-being, which I found really interesting, and I was actually quite surprised by that. But when I thought about it, I'm not that surprised 
because again you're when you're watching a video of someone you know a, not just an instagram story that's 10 seconds long a youtube video of someone that has done a blog or someone like zoella who is so raw and natural about everything she talks about you feel connected and i think the more connected you feel through videos that kind of thing the closer that is to human interaction and if all you're seeing is words and all you're seeing is filtered images you're feeling less and less connected which can make you feel resentful it can make you feel rubbish it can make you feel angry so if you're feeling rubbish go through your newsfeed you can hide people on Facebook, you don't have to defriend them, they won't know you've hidden them. If there is someone that is triggering you and triggering a negative reaction in you, just unfollow them for a bit. You can always have a look at them afterwards. Um, on Instagram, go through your list, who gives you an icky feeling? You know, sometimes that's the first thing you look at in the morning and it's sad but it's true, but I don't, I think social media is a necessity. I think it's, I think, it's something that we are all living with and it's hard to say don't go on it at all but instagram when you're looking at that first thing in the morning who's triggering you who's making you feel rubbish and have you know have a real think about why why is that why is that making you feel that way you can unfollow them but also it's interesting to understand why and instead follow some people that do inspire you so just be very mindful of it that's my best advice and perhaps look at youtube you know subscribing to some youtube vloggers you can find anything on youtube from makeup tutorials to hair tutorials to people talking about anything no matter what subject you're looking for whether it's anxiety panic attacks um the best place to go in hong kong you name it you can find it on youtube so use social media, enjoy social media, but be aware that all is not what it seems. So there you go. And I'm going to do some work now. So I hope you've enjoyed my podcast. I would love to hear, hear some feedback from you. And I really hope you found this helpful and comforting and reassuring. And if, if there's anything, I promise it's that you'll always get an honest opinion from me doesn't always go down too well um but i'd rather that than hide my truth so have an awesome day and catch you soon